0: Jess, you know how facialists and derms are always telling us that the skin on our body deserves the same attention as the skin on our face? Well, Sol de Janeiro is giving me the inspiration to actually follow that advice for once. The Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is basically clinically proven skincare and body cream that smells amazing.
1: The fact that the Beige Flor Elastic Cream smells so good and it's really effective makes it a perfect two-in-one for me.
0: Totally. The scent would be enough to keep me going, but the Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is also packed with some seriously effective skincare ingredients. There's hold press cake oil. I've also been using the cream on my neck and chest, which is an area that could use some love. But to be honest, I wasn't really inspired to treat it before. However, since I've been using this, I've noticed a big difference. Plus, get this, Sol de Janeiro also did a third party study of the Beige Flor Elastic Cream and found it
1: improved the appearance of crepiness on consumers' chest skin in just two weeks. It's the smell for me though, Jen. You can layer the Elastic Cream with Sol de Janeiro's Cherosa 68 Perfume Mist. You know the scent. It smells so good. It's got pink dragon fruit, lychee essence, vanilla, sun musk, mm, mm, mm. sheer, and you can spray it whenever you want, wherever you want, on your hair, your clothing, your body. There's no rules.
0: And we have some great news. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code mascara10. That's S-O-L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O, soldejanero.com, and use the code mascara10 for 10% off.
2: Is it
1: Christmas? might be Christmas, but I think it might be our guest. (laughs) Today's guest. Today's guest. She smells pretty good. But before that, we have
0: have lots of other things to talk about. We have a lot of things to talk about. On that Christmas note, we're going to get into the holiday candle situation. How we feel about it, how we gift it, that kind of thing. Also, how soon is too soon to wear makeup? I saw a photo of a very young woman wearing makeup, and I have some thoughts to share with you. Woman.
1: Well, she was a girl. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And uh, lastly, the French face. Mm, I'm intrigued. You should be. I learned all about it at a recent event that you weren't there for, so I have to fill you in. And then, now tell us who is our guest?
1: Today, we have founder and creative director of Joe Loves, fragrance legend, Joe Malone. Jessica,
0: I missed you at an event this week.
1: Oh, I know. I don't like that I'm good to see you as much. Um, I
0: was sitting in a little chic hotel room listening to the experts at Caudalie. Caudalie. Which, Caudalie, I don't know. You know, <laughs> the, the grape... Brand is what I call it. They make all their skincare with uh, polyphenols from grapes from France, right? Mm-hmm. You know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. So the woman, the super chic French woman, not Mathilde, this other woman that works in the science team, mm-hmm. she's explaining the new products that are coming out in 2017, so I'll wait to tell you about those. But she goes, ah, yes, you must apply this to the French face. Yes. And I'm in my head I'm like, it's only for French women? Like, like, what are we doing here? And then she goes, you know, from the forehead to, like, And then she just gestures beneath her, like, bosom, like, way down low. Underneath the boobies. Underneath the boobies. So I was like, excuse me, the French face? She goes, yes, French women call the French face, like, forehead to boobies. Wow. Meaning every product, no matter what, if it's your face cleanser, your serums, your moisturizers, it's going to go from forehead to boobies. Like, they don't think of the face as the face. They think of it as also neck and...
1: Tell me the French word again. I always forget. Decolleté. Decolleté. decolletage. I don't know. If, I, th- I think they're the same things, but I'm not quite sure what the difference is. Okay. So
0: yeah. I was thinking about this, and I started maybe 10 years ago. I remember someone gave me a tip, like everything you put on your face, like bring it
1: down your neck. Mm-hmm. But I only go neck far. How far do you go with face products? Well, it's really funny that you mentioned this hmm. because I don't put my face products on my boobs, but definitely lately I've been taking a lot better care of my boobs. Oh, so So okay. like, I've been putting like – you know, like body creams, like really making sure everything gets like on that area because I don't think people take care of their boobs that much. Well, that's
0: what she was saying. And she was also saying the skin on your neck and your chest and even your breasts is thin and similar Super thin. to your facial skin. Yeah. So if you have the money is where I'm guessing this is going, like the products that you put on your face, why wouldn't you be putting them? No, that makes a lot of sense. On your neck and your chest.
1: Because like, think about like, you know, you've got gravity working on your boobs like mega you know like in a mega yeah there's way. a little extra weight there and also it's funny i was thinking about this like i knew we'd be talking about this morning and i was in the elevator a very crowded elevator in my building this morning and i was looking around and like this is you know very typical in elevators but every single person was looking down like like cranes at their phone oh yeah stretching so, your neck down yeah like young people craning like it's like an evolutionary thing now like We're all getting tech neck, which you've spoken about Mm -hmm. so so early on. So we really want to protect that area, I think, a lot earlier. Somebody told me a funny little like kind of like a mantra when you apply products from the hairline to the bust line. I, I think, think you've got to take it even below the bust Well, line, that's, right? I, I think we're like, let's not get crazy.
0: I'm not going to go like mm-hmm. under boobage with my like fancy serums. Um, and the other tip I heard, not at this event, was that you should put on your face care when you're naked, like right out of the shower, which I don't do. I like get dressed and then when I'm doing my makeup, I'm like, oh, start with my serum or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking I might switch it up and when I'm still, before I dress is when I'll put on my face products because then like all that skin's exposed yeah. so you actually it's see a, it.
1: It's a visual cue. Which is,
0: I think, why people forget to do it because they're already dressed you're like what are you gonna do stick your hand down your like turtleneck to try and get some serum on your
1: décolletage <laughs> and also here's like not to scare anyone but like if you have you know as somebody called them once like necklace lines you know like um, those rings around the neck yeah. when you're older or those vertical kind of like grandma wrinkles that go in the around the boobies mm-hmm. good luck fixing them if you want like Botox <laughs> on those areas or if you want to smooth them, them out or you know brighten up the dark spots or add volume, super painful. A it's it's almost like a fruitless endeavor. It's very hard to fix. Um, and it's really painful. I remember Pat Wexler telling me once that like you have very limited options. And it's usually not very successful, so really prevention is the
0: key here. So people, learn your French face, get to know Mm -hmm. it, apply your products, all the way down. So I saw this picture at the American Music Awards, I think it was like a couple weeks ago. I almost don't want to say who it was because she's underage, but it was a famous rock star's 10-year-old daughter. She's doing the red carpet with her dad. I'm so impressed by your ethics right now. Well, because I this ties into what I want to talk about. She had a cute little dress on that was like age-appropriate, whatever. Then above the neck, it was like... The best little whore girl in Texas. <laughs> I swear to you. She now had, I understand why you're not saying her name. <laughs> she had a full face of makeup. And not like, oh, Jean Benet, Ramsey, little lip gloss and a sparkle. Well, that was inappropriate
1: too back then. Totally. Don't yeah, get yeah, me started yeah. on
0: that. But it was like a black smoky eye, all drawn out. Like, makeup I don't even wear because I'm like, mm, might be a little little much. Yeah, And so it got me thinking like – I know, I have like friends' daughters who have colored
1: hair and like, I
0: don't know. It wasn't what,
1: dance recital-ish either, I just have to say. It wasn't like, you no, it know, wasn't cutesy, cutesy, putesy. It wasn't yeah. like sparkle.
0: Like, I really wanted sparkle. And mommy, p- let me put glitter. It was yeah. like sex mama makeup on a 10-year-old. Yeah, it was in- inappropriate. Oh, it was I'm hustler. Getting, I'm getting fired up. So my yeah. question is, do you get bothered by seeing children with makeup? And what
1: age is the right age to start wearing makeup? I thought about this a lot last night. Yeah. And I felt like, you know, I was ready to... Like start writing some kind of like op-ed. Here's the thing, I usually when like people say like how young is too young, I really like refrain from being too judgy because when I tell people how young I was when I started wearing makeup, I'm looking at your face like starting to change, (laughs) they get really like, are you serious? I wasn't allowed to wear makeup until I was 16. I was allowed to wear mascara and lip gloss, or like that's so crazy. As soon as my mother said, and I also don't want them like getting judgy about like my upbringing. My mom said I could wear makeup as as soon as I went to middle school. I went ham. Sixth grade. Seventh. So you were like what? Like 12? 12. I went ham. And I like, I started buying everything that my mom wore. So like concealer, (laughs) foundation, liquid, like, you know, eyeliner, mascara, tricolor eyeshadow. Like, but... It was, for me, it was creative expression. It was, like, yeah. a real expression. Like, I loved makeup. I loved makeup and beauty and skincare. Like, I was playing with my mom's, like, Estee Lauder pots. Would I you wear in. it to school? Yes. But it was also, like, the early 90s. Like, so, like, I'm, you know, dating myself right now. Uh-huh. So, like, it was, girls were wearing that. Like, everyone was wearing, like, Blackberry lipstick to, I like, I certainly class. wasn't. Well, some girls weren't, and some girls were. They were, like, makeup girls, and they were, like, non-makeup girls. Okay, so th- you were 12. This girl's 10. And then I read this week. Well, I th- think 10 is – like, 10, my mom wouldn't be having that. Right. But, like, I think it's very much about the individual girl. But 10, I think, is inappropriate. How about this?
0: There was news this week. A 7-year-old was at school with makeup on. I don't know. What's that? Mm-hmm. First grade? And the principal called the mom to be like, yeah. you know, your daughter's wearing makeup, thinking she must have gotten into the stash of makeup. Yeah. And the mom's like, I know, so what?
1: Well, was she wearing like,
0: you know, a like Bonnie bell, like... No, enough lip? that what? if your yeah. middle school, your principal, your yeah. elementary school principal notices makeup, it's like more than like a little yeah. lip smackers. I was allowed to start wearing makeup around the same time. But I didn't actually wear it till like college because I would just collect all the makeup and then never put it on my yeah. face. <laughs> but I I don't I want to be a little bit judgy here. I do think it ten year old, ten year olds should not be wearing that you kind know, of makeup.
1: Ten inappropriate, and I know that sounds like what's the difference between ten and twelve? I do menses. I well, you know what. <laughs> Yeah, no. Maybe yeah, that's the cutoff. Maybe
0: that's it. If you are prepubescent, you should not be wearing makeup. You have the whole life to experiment with that.
1: Me, yeah. Well, yeah, no 10, I think it's like, I was thinking about that line, like, what's the difference between like porn and erotica? Like, you know it you when know you it see it. You know it when you see it, yeah. Um... But I'm not, like, a fan. I do think that what the picture that we saw was wrong. But I'm not a fan of, like, telling girls, like, right. you should be doing that. You should be, like, but maybe containing can... their, like, creativity and femininity.
0: Okay, but maybe we can encourage her to go a little bit more princess sparkly route instead of black crazy eyeliner looking yeah. like, you know, a rock video.
1: But I, I like to let girls make mistakes. This is true, too. You know, like, mm-hmm. if, uh, when I think about some of the things I did, like, in tenth grade, like I literally want to crawl up into a ball and die. <laughs> but I'm really glad I did them. Okay, if you it was ever, completely if you ever
0: have children, I reserve the right in what 10-20 years from yeah. now. we we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll,
1: we're gonna rediscuss. Okay, but like you go, girl. Tonight,
2: it's a candle. <laughs> <laughs> Each candle's been sitting by a bike for a year. Oh She takes
1: the candle, the season of cocooning is in full
0: swing. I swear you've been in the season since, like, September 1. I have
1: to tell you, yeah, September, like, at post-Labor Day through New Year's Eve is, like, my favorite season in the world. What's going on at the uh, Matlin household? The, Ma- the, <laughs> the Matlin Janeski household <laughs> is... its Right now, it smells like birchwood pine by Nest. Oh, and how did I the, know this was
0: going to candles? Yes,
1: yes, and then in the bathroom, it smells like pumpkin chai by Nest. Um, but it is... So cozy, cozy, comfy. I am obsessed with candles.
0: Yes, I know that. Did you see Saturday Night Live this weekend?
1: There was a skit about gift giving
0: this time of year. I was crying.
1: I was crying. And what do you give?
0: A candle. You give the the candle. The peach, peach candle. (laughs) (laughs) I have, I'm guilty of this, like... I was guilty of this. This time of year, I have like a candle. I don't have a closet full of like these candles. And I used to give them out as gifts. Now I'm just burning them.
1: What are you burning? You're burning nests. Right now I'm burning birchwood pine, which literally smells like a pine forest. Like, mm. it's so delicious. And oh, that's like, delicious because you don't want to eat it. It smells homey and wonderful. And then pumpkin, which is really more of an October, November scent, but that's in the bathroom right now. Nice. Um, what about what's
0: going on by you? marley naturals positive vibrations candle smells of rhubarb bergamot and patchouli so it has like a a green like a woodsy greenness (laughs) it was designed to complement your smoking ritual
1: yeah that's i was gonna say this sounds very hippy dippy very heady i think they made it because like if you're a weed smoker
0: when you burn this candle it It sort of smells really well it like it smells really good with the smell of marijuana too okay it's it's Bob Marley. Sounds Marley cool. Natural. Anyway, cool. lovely candle. Oh,
1: I've smelled that one.
0: Yeah, it's good.
1: Yeah, it kind of smells like weed. Well, I don't
0: mind that either. Okay. All right. Okay. So, but my my thinking is, it's the time of year where I have to get ready to give gifts. So I have this big closet full of candles, which I secretly want for myself. I used to be able to give them to people. I cannot do it anymore, not just because of the Saturday Night Live skit, but because I'm a beauty editor and everybody thinks I get everything free so I can never gift anybody beauty stuff. So I'm in a conundrum this time of year. I really am.
1: I Well, are you so you're not giving the candles?
0: Well, I can't give the candles, not only because of the skit, but because people will be like, you just got that for free. Right, right,
1: right. Well, do you I, give beauty gifts? I don't give. I give beauty gifts. I don't give candles, like, really, by and large, I don't give them because I like them so much. Like, those are oh. my little treats. And, guys... Candles don't come, like, that often because they are, like, a hot ticket item. Do you get a lot of candles?
0: Oh, no. You mean when you're a beauty editor? Yeah. No, no, no. It's, like, a special thing. Yeah, those are a special thing. So what I hear us saying is let's hoard the candles for ourselves. I'm a candle hoarder. It's cozy time of year, and then we just got to go get some Starbucks gift cards for everybody. <laughs> exactly.
1: Guys, we have a very special guest. I have to say I'm a little bit starstruck. <laughs> The Joe Malone is sitting across from us right here. A glass of wine and all of her fragrances. Nice cozy holiday atmosphere. Joe Malone, thank you so much for coming.
2: (laughs) Thank you for having me. You're so lost. Wine. A little bit of Christmas tree fragrance. Who
1: gets to meet Joe Malone? Who gets to hang out with Joe Malone? Listeners do. That's oh my gosh. This is fantastic. Thank you so much. So you're here in the states because you're promoting a book. You wrote a book. Joe Malone, My Story.
2: Why did you decide to write a book now? Well, um, is there ever a perfect time to write a book? I don't know. When I'd, After I'd built a business and sold a business and then went and fought cancer, it was always, shall I write it now? Is this the right time to write a book? And I never felt ready. I never felt ready to unpack all my memories and thoughts and everything that had happened to me as a little girl until, I suppose, quite recently. And um, I got to a point where I felt, if I write a book, I need this book to end where I'm standing on top of a mountain again. And it took me a few years after I came back from building again, and it wasn't the right time, it wasn't the right time. And I, a couple of years ago, I um, I felt that it was the right time to tell the story and hand the baton of being an entrepreneur and inspire other people. I think like I feel like there's 80% yeah. of our
0: listeners right now who are like get it. 20% are like who's Joe Malone? We should probably back up and say you are the founder of Joe Malone Fragrances that people might know and also now the owner of Joe Loves, correct? I'm the mother of both. Mother, mother of both. I'm much, much more, more eloquent like so created say both it. of them. And you are a fragrance creator. Yeah. And a Perfumer,
1: uh, you I'm really a are perfumer. a beauty entrepreneur. That, but yeah, yeah. I, I have a question. Back to your book for a second. Are you, this is a huge undertaking. Were you taking little notes along the way? Like, do you have journals? I'm always curious when someone writes like their no, story. No, I'm
2: dyslexic. I'm really horribly dyslexic. So everything is my in my memory, and I kind of you know when like when you pull one memory and then suddenly everything topples out. You yeah. remember other things. And so when I started to write the book, I knew I couldn't write it myself, so I had a ghostwriter who was my dear friend, and we called him the book husband because I spent more time with him writing the book than my own husband. And I poured every story, every thought, every memory, and as you start to unpack your head of memories, everything else tumbles out too. Yeah. So I put the book down twice. It was, there were was two moments where I felt, I don't want to go there, I'm going to put it aside. And then I'd pick it up a few days later and write another couple of pages. And then I'd say, I'll just finish the chapter and see how I feel. And then I'd get there and i think, you know what? This is such a great story. And I'm so glad I've written it.
0: You might be dyslexic, but you must have the best memory of anybody ever. (laughs) Because you remember conversations from childhood. And, like, I could picture it like I was there. And I just think about anything that happened before the age of 21, I don't, you know. (laughs) Like how do you remember things so well?
2: Well, I'm dyslexic, so So your memory is. Yeah, well, your memory is your sort of best friend because I can't, I can't sit and read a journal and write, and um, I've never kept a diary in my life, and even if I did, I wouldn't be able to understand it what I'd written anyway. So everything is locked in my head, but everything is sort of the keys are the sense of smell. So my dad, being the artist, was the smell of the linseed oil and the, and the canvases. My mom was Revlon and the nail varnish. Mm-hmm. The lemon cleansing cream was the, the lemon oil and the beeswax that we'd... So everything is unlocked by the sense of smell for me, mm-hmm. and the memory comes out with it. So if you're walking through, like, a city or a market, Are you just getting flashes of memories as scents remind you of things? So this afternoon, I just walked into the Carlisle Hotel, Mm -hmm. and I went through the front lobby, which is a hotel I've stayed in all my life, but I haven't been there for a long time. And I walked in, and I said to Charlotte, that smell and it's the yellow soap that's in the bathrooms. And I would know, what, if I couldn't see, I would know what hotel I was in in the world by the sense of smell. Because you
1: always stay at the
2: Carlisle, so it's no, like, oh, I'm here? or like I'm not what, staying at the Carlisle this time, but um, we just went in to go and have a Just in the lobby. Just in the lobby. You, just you in the caught lobby. a whiff of it. it. It was so strong to me, and I closed my eyes, and it took me right the way back. I remember the first time going to the hotel. And so for me, that smell just unlocks the door mm-hmm. and you open the door it's a bit like um have you seen that movie fantastic beasts just oh a, not a, yet where he gets into the suitcase he lifts the lid off the suitcase and he goes into this whole world that's what the sense of smell is like for me it's like this it lifts the lid and then suddenly there's a whole memory behind it so what first sparked your interest in fragrance did you know you had amazing sense of smell since you were little no, because I thought everyone could smell like it. Because mm. when you can do something, but I started to realize that not everyone could do it, and I had something pretty amazing. But not until I was much older. But I loved anything to do with the sense of smell. Um, I would know when the dog was poorly by the he had a smell <laughs> behind its ears. Aww. I would when I was making the face creams. Yeah. I would know. Like sinus infe- yeah. I always know when people have sinus infection. <laughs> you really? I could smell it from
1: like two feet away. Could you? Sm- could you smell me the other week? Yeah. I don't I tell it to him. them,
0: right? You must know when people are sick. You can
2: smell uh, it. Uh, some people, my yeah. dog, I could, and my husband, yeah. yeah. I don't know about everybody else, but but the sense of smell, it's it's sort of so primeval, isn't it? There's yeah. there's something about it. Um, so from a little girl, I would love all the smells of the garden. You know, I would know the the roses, the geraniums, and and I would be able to you know just touch them and just smell the the scent from this petal or from the leaf. And I would know exactly what it was and I would know what would go together and I would... I remember once going into the garden and touching these lemon-scented geraniums, which have a really amazing smell. And I said to my mum, that smell is in the orange skin food. And she said, yes, it is, because it's geranium. Mm -hmm. So it was all these connections in the sense of smell and I could knit together smells very quickly. And I still, to this day, create fragrance in the same way. I take a memory. I lock it in my head and I take each thing that I'm seeing and I create a note and then put all the notes together. It's like creating music.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was reading through your book and I was really interested. I saw this name come come up and I haven't seen it in so long, Madame Lubati. Yeah. So I'd love you to talk a little bit about her because I don't think a lot of our listeners have heard of her. Like why did she, who was she and why
2: did she inspire you? She was the most amazing, amazing woman. There were two great skin doyens of their time. One was Countess Chucky and one was Countess Labati. And I don't know whether... They, well, Countess Labati, her real name was Doris Hilda Bradley, <laughs> I think, or something. But so... and she'd created sounds this, more glamorous. But how amazing. She'd created this whole persona mm-hmm. of herself. And in the 1950s, 1960s, they were the great skincare doyennes of the time. So they would look after the elite. And Madame Labati... Um, gave my mum a job, and my mum went to work for her, and as a little girl, there was no one to look after me at home, so I would go into work, and they had, she had a, an apartment in Baker Street, which is where Sherlock Holmes used to live, or supposedly, mm-hmm. and um, they had a beautiful apartment with a little laboratory, white laboratory, and I would go in, sit on the little stool by the side of the laboratory, and watch Madame Labati put all these skincare potions together, And she was, like, six foot two. She had, like, a pixie blonde hair, blood-red lipstick, fishnet tights. (laughs) And she spoke very, very, very deep voice like that. And I loved her. And she was, like, my best friend. She must have been in her 80s when I first met her. And she was the first person that taught me to make a face cream. And in the book... The yogurt face mask menu which is right at the back. I thought that was so is, funny that was at the very f- end. It's so that face mask that's the first face mask I made. So everyone can make their own face mask if they buy this book.
1: Um, <laughs> tell me when you started doing your own you know fragrance lotions and your own perfumes what was your sort of mission statement because I you know what was so unusual when you came out was that everyone had these big kind of fragrances these big kind of like overall like dreamy like Giorgio Mm, Beverly Hills opium, Yeah. yeah like a splashy ad campaign and like yours were almost spartan by comparison like was that super deliberate was that just like oh that's what you wanted to do like
2: I what was the thinking? I didn't. I didn't have a mission statement. My <laughs> mission statement was. You didn't to, have a personal brand. No, I didn't have a sort of. At that moment in time, it was to be true to yourself. Uh, mm-hmm. I think my mission statement is still the same. Yeah. It's be true to who you are, create the products that you love, and exceed everyone's expectations. But my fragrances are definitely a an extension of who I am as a person, and I'm what you see is what you get, definitely. Mm. And my fragrances. Well, yeah. what you see is what
0: you get. Even the names. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, <laughs> I love that about yeah, it. Yeah,
2: they're not like, they don't have a crazy,
1: like, you know, cryptic name. Right here and we're then, smelling
0: Christmas trees. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. That's, That's what, what you're
1: what, smelling.
2: And we are exactly smelling <laughs> you
1: it. You have like a, yeah, a, like lime fragrance that smells like lime. Surprise. Yeah. Bluebell. Bluebell. It was yeah. its name. That, yeah.
2: That was what it mm. was. And I didn't set out to do that. There was no business strategy. I mean, I wish I had had a mission statement. It sounds very grand, but I really didn't. I was just surviving, Mm -hmm. and I was just building a business, and suddenly this little business just took off at the rate of knots, and everybody wanted to buy the product. Did you have a storefront at that time? Tell us about the early days of Joe Malone. Was it? We had Little Wharton Street, Mm -hmm. so that was the first store, and within five years, so we opened, opened the doors, and within five years, I'd sold it to Estee Lauder. So it was a very very short space of time when you think about it. And what, just to so we
0: can orient ourselves, what year did you start selling products? 1994. Okay. So we
2: opened close. the doors and in 1999 it's, we sold it. So that, that period was just five years, which wasn't very, very long at all. That's not a long time. And in that five years, oh my goodness, the growth that we saw. And every day I would go onto the till and I would look to see the end of day figures. And every single day for five years, it It rose. It never dropped below, not one day, and it might have only been a pound or sometimes it was a thousand pounds, but it would climb and climb and climb and climb, and it was an amazing kind of journey.
1: One of the the fragrances that is so popular, I think it is the best-selling Jo Malone fragrance, correct me if I'm wrong, the Lime Basil and Jess, you know how
0: facialists and derms are always telling us that the skin on our body deserves the same attention as the skin on our face? Well, Sol de Janeiro is giving me the inspiration to actually follow that advice for once. The Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is basically clinically proven skincare and body cream that smells amazing.
1: The fact that the Beige Flor Elastic Cream smells so good and it's really effective makes it a perfect two-in-one for me.
0: Totally. The scent would be enough to keep me going, but the Sol de Janeiro Beige Floor Elastic Cream is also packed with some seriously effective skincare ingredients There's hold press cake oil. I've also been using the cream on my neck and chest, which is an area that could use some love. But to be honest, I wasn't really inspired to treat it before. However, since I've been using this, I've noticed a big difference. Plus, get this, Sol de Janeiro also did a third party study of the Beige Flor Elastic Cream and found it
1: improved the appearance of crepiness on consumers' chest skin in just two weeks. It's the smell for me though, Jen. You can layer the Elastic Cream with Sol de Janeiro's Charosa 68 Perfume Mist. You know the scent. It smells so good. It's got pink dragon fruit, lychee essence, vanilla, sun musk, sheer, and you can spray it whenever you want, wherever you want, on your hair, your clothing, your body. There's no rules.
0: And we have some great news. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejaneiro.com and free shipping with the code mascara10. That's S-O-L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O, SoldeJanero.com. and use the code mascara10 for 10% off.
1: Guys, I have to admit, I like a little bit of luxury, but I don't want to just buy one luxurious item. I want to buy several things. And that's where Quince comes in. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. So I can buy a couple of things.
0: Yeah, you don't like a little bit of luxury. You like a lot of bit of luxury. Okay, it is a lot. I guess you're right, you're right. Load up your cart, though. At Quince, it's totally fine. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk. They partner direct with top factories, so they cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings along to you and us and me. For example, I mean, how many things have I bought from Quince? My latest acquisition is the European linen sheet set. I wanted to jump on that whole linen sheet trend. I want to just feel like Cleopatra and they have so many great colors. It's breathable, feels luxurious, but doesn't cost luxury prices.
1: Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash fat to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash fat mascara. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash fat mascara.
0: I don't know if the invitations have started coming in for you, but we're about to enter what I like to call what kind of underpinnings should I wear to your wedding season? That's right. We probably all have some cute new dresses for weddings and events coming up this spring, and I'll tell you what needs to go under them: Honey Love. I am not about to squeeze my way through another person's wedding in uncomfortable shapewear that rolls up. I got the Honey Love Super Power short. Full disclosure, I also wore it on New Year's Eve because I had on sequins and I wanted everything to lay smooth. And that's what Honey Love does. The Super Power Shorts have targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. They're Signature X, targets and sculpts without squeezing your curves, and you won't have to worry about the waist rolling down thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. The Honey Love Super Power Short also gives your butt a nice lift. The shorts have these built-in boost bands that give everything a subtle, comfortable, let's just say boost. We're not talking unbelievable plastic surgery levels of butt lifting, just a little zhuzh and as you know honey love has more than just sculpt wear they have incredibly comfortable bras how many times have jess and i talked about the bras they also have tanks leggings everything you need for everyday support treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20 percent off at honeylove.com slash mascara Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they're going to ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them that we sent you honeylove.com slash mascara. Move with confidence. Thanks to Honeylove.
1: love. right yep. lime basil, as you might say, um, Jess lived in London. Yes. Yeah, yeah. British. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell me, like whenever you know, whenever I smell it, I feel like I'm in London. And when I was, I think it's because in London it was almost like a backdrop. Like one mm. in every ten women, it changed smelled like the course it.
2: of the way people saw fragrance. Well,
1: why is that? I suppose that goes back to my earlier question. But like, how did it come about? Like, lime was kind of a weird ingredient. I was just ingredient. basil, basil. basil, basil. It feels kind of weird now. It doesn't. It's in so many fragrances. Like, just give mm. me the backstory.
2: Basil is a really tricky ingredient to work with, by the way, because it kind of goes aniseed and then it tries to... It's a bit of a bully when you put it in anything. So you have to... It's always the fine art of balance, and I suppose that is really what I'm known for, is that balance and taking fragrances. And the, I had... A, I created a lime note, and I was playing around with it, and I'd been to an Italian restaurant sort of a couple of weeks before, and I'd never had pesto, pasto, pesto <laughs> pasta. Pesto mm-hmm. pasta. And I thought, wow, this smells incredible. And I wonder if I can use it. So that's where the basil note came from. And then when I started to play around with them, I thought it's too sharp and it's too herbaceous and what else can I do? And I started to play with some sweeter kind of citrus notes and then I locked them all together and put it into a body lotion and that's what happened. Did you think it was gonna be like a bit of a weird one or did you think like, oh wow, this is really gonna do well? I never create fragrance to with that. I create it and then allow it to live. Mm. So I wasn't thinking this is going to be a huge seller. This is going to be the number one fragrance. I just created something I loved, and it it really did just take off. It yeah. captured people's imaginations.
1: You're so famous for you know being an advocate of fragrance layering. Can you tell me like how? novices can do this because whenever I say like, oh, like just layer of fragrance, even I am like,
2: I don't know if this is going to work. Okay. I think your body is like a canvas. So if you look at it like paint or color, but for your nose. So you, if you look at your body just like a canvas, what would you love the canvas to smell of? So I often take just one fragrance, either a pomelo, mandarin, something very clean, very mm-hmm. citrus. And I take a paintbrush. That's why a paintbrush is the greatest thing. She literally has a paintbrush with her right to, now. I always <laughs> have a paintbrush with me. I often have several paintbrushes with me. And you take the you take the fragrance and you spray it on, and then you take scoot it all over your body. And what that does is it dries it in place. Okay. And it spreads it all over. And then you take another one. So just like you would color, like if you were mixing orange, you take red and yellow. And if you were doing green you do blue and yellow right well, fragrance is exactly the same so then you take a different one but you wouldn't put it right over the top you might just take a little bit oh. and run it down oh. that because part of your neck in the same spots.
1: it just becomes like a muddy brown just like. yeah like when you're mixing yeah the color that makes sense. Or, or you
2: could wear a body lotion of one mm. and just take your fragrance and zigzag down it or paint it into your hair or paint it just down the center sort of part of your body that is the part of your body that gives off most heat so, if you have fragrance down the centre part of your body, it will really give off all those wonderful top notes. Um, or run it down the back of your legs like a seam stocking. Ooh, okay, it just run you, a this very. Yeah, so that's. I know, didn't
1: know this. How have I gone so long without knowing this? This Jo's technique. She's oh um, the master.
0: So, um, tell me when you're. Cre- you talked briefly about creating a scent, and it's about a memory for you, but it's about other senses other than smell, right? So. Is there a Joe Loves scent that you can maybe take us through how you
2: captured that memory, yeah. like all the different senses you used to do it? How does that work? Um, okay, so I can t- we can talk about pomelo. Okay, pomelo. Is, mm. well, I'll do two. I'll do pomelo and Smoke plum and leather because they're two of the sort of extreme ones in a way. Uh-huh. So pomelo was the first fragrance after not creating fragrance for five years. I thought I could go back to it very naturally, and it didn't happen. And so I was on holiday in the Turks and Caicos, which is this beautiful white beach with blue ocean, and I was walking down the beach very early one morning, and as I looked to the side of me, there was a stingray swimming right alongside me in the water, and I stopped and it, it was to Did you just freeze? Big. Like, what was your reaction? No, it was so beautiful, the way it moved in the water. And when I stopped, it stopped and it just fluttered in the water, and when I walked, it was almost as though it just wanted to walk with me. And I realized that creativity is as close as that, but it mimics, in creativity wants to mimic who you are, and you have to be open to that. And I remember coming back up the beach, and I felt so inspired. I felt like tingly. And I sat down, and I looked at everything that I saw, from the white rolled towels to the fizzy water, and I could smell a broth cooking in the background in the, in the restaurant behind me. I could see white sand dollars in the beach. And I created a fragrant note for every single thing I saw, so the white rolled towels was this really sort of white, clean, um, almost eucalyptus kind of note, and um, this fizzy water was the pomelo, the citrus, the kind of the clean cologne notes, and then I took a cedar wood, which is really really fine, which was the flatness of the sand dollar in the in the sea, c- and I put them all together.
1: Can I ask you a question? I think that's so interesting, like how that like, you broke through your like creative. You know, block with this little, like you dip in the ocean. Mm. I know that was like a chance happening thing, but like the takeaway, I'm just wondering, like for for our listeners and like myself, like you know, <laughs> like what is what is like the takeaway? Is it just like some, just get out of your you head, don't. or is it like
2: just look around mm-hmm. you? I think that story is really fascinating. I don't know, really. It's um, I think creative I don't think you own creativity. Yeah. I think it mimics you. It's like looking in a mirror. And it will mimic your imagination. It will, it, you know, it will mimic your inspiration, all of those things. But it just whispers. And, and it's a creativity is about a great collaboration, whether it's a piece of music, whether it's a sculpture, whether it's a play, you know, whatever it is, it is an interpretation of mm-hmm. what you're feeling and your emotions. And it, it unlocked, you know, I suppose it's like writer's block, isn't it? When yeah. you can't write, it just unlocked it for me. And the minute I got out and I did it, and the weird thing was i probably could do it all the way along but i didn't have that confidence and that just triggered something in me and whenever i start to doubt myself i remember that moment and it's joe don't try and create fragrance in the way other people think you should don't try and be different for the sake i think that was it mm. i was trying to be so different from joe malone yeah. that i forgot who joe was and that mm-hmm. moment brought me back to who Joe if that yeah. makes any sense. Yeah, no, it they makes brought a lot me of back sense. to who I was. And it's like, just be you. Yeah. Don't don't worry about all the other things. Just be who you are and that will come through. And so Pomelo was was the first one. And Smoke, Plum and Leather, that was the most obscure one. I was riding horses in Montana. I ride every year. And my horse is called Josie and she's the most beautiful old mare and I love her. And I took her up very early one morning as the sun (laughs) was just literally coming up. And it was just, it was the smell of everything. It was the wild sage in the fields. It was as the sun was coming up. And it was sort of like a bluey-grey colour. And this sort of purple mist was almost hitting the top of the mountains. It must have been the sun and the light. And I got off the horse and I put my head into her neck. Mm. And she was just, she just smelled beautiful. And I could smell the leather of the saddle and I could smell the fire, um, I could smell it like a crackling fire because they were cooking breakfast for us all. And I took all of these moments and I created this smoke, plum and leather and it's the leather of the saddle. It's that Freedom, oh God, with I Jason. And, right like I'm so jealous. Main. Like
1: I want this experience so badly.
2: It's so funny. You, it's, it's a beautiful she fragrance. She sounds as wonderful. Well. Oh, she's Josie. the most beautiful. She's got a crooked nose, and uh, she's got a huge scar across her chest because she ran into a carved oh wire fence. No, so she and I have a lot okay. in common. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned
0: a lot of colors when you were just describing that scene to us, um, and you know, you talked a little bit in your book about how you. Smell you. Um. You said you, you smell certain things and hear songs when you're writing mm. when you're putting together fragrances, and I don't know. Do you think of yourself as having synesthesia? And could you explain what that is?
2: Uh, apparently, I do have it. Yeah, yeah. it sounded it, like it. because yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I do. I see color in smell. So my my first sense is the sense of smell. So when I when I see color, sometimes when I hear some music, I can smell fragrance connected to it. Mm. Um, When I touch texture, the same thing happens. And it's the primeval part of your brain, which is very, very sensitive. And it's where some connections are not correct, and your senses don't come out in a conventional or so-called conventional fashion.
0: I'm curious, does it always work in the same way? Like every time I touch
2: cashmere, No. (laughs) It smells like lavender or something. And then when I try and understand, it comes very naturally to me. Right. And when I then try and explain it and do it, it disappears. It's almost as though it's like, no. It's like secret power. That keeps me on my toes because it means what happens if it disappeared forever. So
1: as we're talking about ingredients, I feel like you're, from my perspective, your wheelhouse or where you really shine is citrus. Like you have such... When people are wearing, you know, your scents, I feel like it's so there's like lightness, it's like yeah. There's such a there's, I think you're so great at like lightness and like effervescence. It, mm. What like is this intentional? And like, how do you make them last? Because your scents also mm. really last.
2: I think that is my signature, though. I really now that I've done it for a number of years, I think citrus is the one I'm most at home with. I know I can do most things. I can make it do exactly as I want it to do. Mm-hmm. I know how they perform and how they last. And I think my signature, is, it's a bit like an artist, though. Mm-hmm. You know, you see the work of somebody. And I look, at, I look at the fragrances I've created all the way through sort of 30 years. And I think my signature is taking that very, you're right, very, I put air Yeah, I would never be like,
1: oh, God, that's so her like it's it's it's
2: it's uplifting. That's so nice when you say that. That makes me feel really good about myself. Oh, I'm glad I could do something. But I think I put what I do is I take wafer, 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 sort of thin woods, like cedar wood and like Uh. vetiver and like, um, uh, sandalwood and I put them in tiny, tiny, li- you know that, you know that cake where you get lots of layers? Oh. Mille- Mille Fleur. Okay. Yeah. That was that's, my French accent. That's Sorry. What, <laughs> that's what I do is I take all these layers yeah. of woods and put air in between a citrus between each one. Oh, that's so awesome. So that when the citrus sits on the top, it lasts like pomelo. Mm-hmm. I mean, you feel like it's going to disappear the minute you spray it, but it doesn't. Yeah. It's because of all of those little, layers of, of woods just sitting there holding the notes in place what, mm. it's beautiful what other notes are you really excited about these days i love orange blossom mm. that's um i mean orange blossom for me because you can use the the petit crin, you can use the nearly oh, i love the way literally said that. everything everything she gives you can go i could use that I can do something with that. I can make a candle. I can make a body lotion. I can make a fragrance. I can make a cologne. You can literally take that note, and it will do anything you want. Um, What else do I really... I love vetiver. And that goes back to my dad wearing gola, Mm. vetiver. Will you
0: describe what vetiver is for someone who might not know?
2: It's a grass. It's a sort of a very bitter grass. And what does it smell like to you? Um, It is woods and boxes and trees, and it's... um, it's kind of, it's French, it's Italian, it's it's those old armoires. It's, it it screams luxury. Yeah, to
1: so us to say it smells rich. I picture a guy with of, like white, white hair, Chimane. like a
0: like a like a sexy older fellow. <laughs> it's not weird. Like Veuve makes me like I don't know.
2: I always have a bottle of that always really always. and sometimes I just go and lift the lid to smell my dad mm. and my dad used to have silk chave I mean we lived on a council estate but he <laughs> had silk chave um, shirts and they always smelled of vetiver That's so it's really that nice. wonderful um it's kind of Hollywood yeah as mm-hmm. well isn't it yeah. it's that old classic beautiful kind of night I love that
1: um I have to ask you you know since we have you i I want to know what your thoughts are on the fragrance industry like what do you think about this like the popularity and the rise of so-called like niche perfume is that is that like a category that you laugh at or is it it a real thing to you oh my goodness because i I feel like fragrance experts like is niche like even a real thing anymore is it you know like isn't does niche actually describe anything anymore because Mm. people are getting bought up and is it about the price is it about ingredient
2: like it's this very flexible term i think it's about creativity mm. i do i really do and i think i that i love the thought that people are creating these amazing small brands and they're be- being given huge opportunity and you know i don't regret what happened to me building my business and selling it not for a second mm-hmm. and being able to come back and do it again but now when you walk around fragrance halls and you see all of these amazing emerging brands. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. And I think the consumer loves it, I more do, importantly. Yeah. The day of celebrity fragrance, I think is. I think there will always be a market for it, but it's certainly not top on anyone's list anymore. I really think that day is gone. And I think the day of artisans and creativity is here. And I think that's here to stay for a long time. And I think that these people are going to do... And some of those fragrances, oh my goodness, are great. I went to like, I, what? Tell us. Yeah, I went to um, Liberty's, which is a department store in London the other day, and just walked around their main sort of floor. And it, they, they were all cult fragrances. They were all niche, small brands. None of them were sort of big, huge, global. Some of them had been bought Such out. Like... I bought six bottles of Byredo. <gasps> oh, oh, Byredo. Yeah, and I just. Sunday Cologne, um, mm-hmm. pa- Palermo was it was the other one, and it, I love the way it was packaged. I love the girl behind the counter telling me the stories. And <laughs> Ooh, you the know, stories. Something, I don't. I love being part of fragrance, and I love being given fragrance, and I love being part of that world, and to see this, you know, this whole kind of movement, of which I was part of in the beginning to see that take off I, it's it's a joy yeah. it really is
1: i love fragrance you love fragrance we all love fragrance but i have heard that some of the younger customers are not as keen on fragrance anymore what do you think that we can do as you know editors as the, the beauty industry overall mm-hmm. where do you think we can drum up some excitement or do you think we're missing a trick or
2: what are your what are your thoughts on like the general state of that i think this younger generation they want to be part of the product they don't just want to wear it, you know. Mm-hmm. They want to be part of the creative process of it, which is why fragrance, you know, taking fragrance and painting yourself or oh, yeah. using those little roller balls and, and using it they in a different... They love roller balls. Well, I can understand that <laughs> I, because it's different and it's yeah. unique. And I think that we're going to see lots of different ways. But those... So I have one shop in London, just one. I mean, I know people Wh- where think Where is the Joe Loves shop? In Elizabeth Street in London, but what I've seen, so I'm often in there on a Saturday, and I can see all these young people coming in, and they they want, how, Joe, how do I take, how do I take my cologne and make it go for the evening? Or I'm very sporty, and how do I how do I take it? So as as creators, we have to listen to that voice and say, okay, how do we make this so that you you feel part of the creative process? Mm. So you're not just the consumer you're the collaborator right. with Same the brand as, makeup. as well. Like you'll buy all exactly. the little pieces, but you want to paint the face yourself. Mm. And and I think actually color, that's a very good example. And skincare. Skincare is going yeah. that way as well. And I think fragrance, it is no longer about picking up a bottle and squirting it on your body. For like $100. We, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or, or yeah. How, you know, yeah. however much that is. Um, I think it's so much more than that. And it's about the creative post- process. Um, I have a teenager and I listen to him and kind of the things that he says. And I think fragrance is definitely going to go through a revolution. Yeah.
0: What are some of, you mentioned Rado, we talked about Guerlain. What are
2: some of the other creators that you think are doing a good job right now? I love Chanel. I love Chanel 19. I normally go back to the things that I love. And today, I just went in and smelt um Anique Goutal Eau de Adrien. Oh, I love that. And one. I lif- we lifted the lid off of it and it was like. Oh, oh I could just splash tons of it on. So fresh that's and so lemony and beautiful. delicious. Yeah. And, and it's like art mm-hmm. for me. And you smell it and you admire and you know full well that, that is, that's taken a long time yeah. to get that note so beautiful. What, what note is that actually? I said lemony, but it's, a, it's a lemon out. cologne. It probably verbena oh. or for along those lines. You know, that sort of very light. That's actually got a lot of air in it, hasn't it, that fragrance? Yeah. It's very spring, mm-hmm. very light. Um, what else do I love? Do you know I used to love Barney's Rue d'Ate? I don't know that. Have you ever do. smelled that? I don't that? think I know You've this You've stumped one. us. Bar- Barney's did a fragrance, I'm sure they still got oh, it, I don't know called Rue and it was, a very, it was one of the first tea notes to be used, and it's got oh. like a orange kind of note to it. Well, I think
1: we need to schedule a trip to Barney and yes. see what's going that. on.
2: Other than fragrance, because we're a beauty podcast, mm. What are
0: some of your favorite beauty products? Tell, you, were, you started in skin. Like, what are some of your favorite skincare products? I'd like to have a look own, around your bathroom. No, I still oh my, my own God. skincare. Because
2: after doing chemotherapy, which I did for a year, my yeah. skin reacts to everything. Literally everything. But, still to this day. Yeah, still to this day. So it just I will, changes you. It just blisters. Mm. I don't know what, why it does it. So I tend to make my own skincare product. Uh, but I will use, I love Cetaphil. Yeah. Which I you can add jojoba to that and apricot kernel and you can make a really good mask from the base of that wow. cream. Cool. Um, what good else tip. do I really love? I love Chanel lip gloss, literally love Chanel. Glossomer, the classic one. I the like two- the the wand that's yeah. sticky. Yeah. Yeah. I love mm. that one. I love MAC makeup, the face and body paint. I kind of blend my own. The face
1: color. and body like that's 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 some serious yeah, makeup. Stuff. I like
2: that. I love I love um, Bobby Brown mascara. I love Rahu hair shampoo when I was when I was little, <laughs> I used to make a cleansing cream, so my first uh, skincare product, and it was a lemon cleansing cream, and it was very similar to that, and we used to make it in big enamel buckets and I used to make it make hundred pots at a time and I writing the book, I was thinking, "Oh where that formula's gone, and I could remember most of it, but I couldn't remember the last two i couldn't me- remember the measurements of the last two ingredients. Anyway, I found it the other day, and I'm going to make 100 pots up, I've decided. Oh, I love so it. So I'll send I you a pot. It. Oh my gosh. And it's um and it's got this wonderful so you scoop it out and you clean your skin and it goes into this very 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 fine slightly lemony oil. Ooh. And it clears everything off. So I'll send Can't you some. to
1: try it. Do you think you'll ever but bring I it made to market? It.
2: Do you think, am I, am I, I jumping I the gun? I Sorry. Sometimes things aren't always meant to be about that.
1: We are so, like, I can't believe you came. I, this is I feel so like fantastic. I'm riding horses
2: through Montana and then I'm going to
0: go walk along the beach and With see. Josie?
1: It. I don't know. I'm in, like, a dreamy place right now. I know. I, I, this is, like, really a privilege. Joe, thank you so much for thank coming. You. This is unbelievable.
0: Thank you. You belong among the wildflowers. You I, I'm in the same mood as you right now. Don't you? Okay. I am very creatively like inspired, but also a little nap
1: timey because her voice is so soothing. I think Joe has a second career in a s m r therapy oh yes, go Google um, it and see
0: past episodes. You know how Jess and I feel about a good, especially like a good british, british voice
1: when you yeah, have she was talking about the horse and like,
0: you could talk regular the, now
1: uh, okay. yeah, sorry and the blue velvet like the blue velvet oh, I was tones. there I was totally there I was like i I was checked out like.
0: Mm-hmm. I we forgot to, where I was. Let's let's get reinvigorated though, because we have to raise a wand.
1: Whew. Okay. Okay.
0: It's time to raise a wand. Why
1: don't you go first? Okay. So um, I don't have a beauty product today. I want to raise a wand to uh, basically our fans. It's a, it's a little holiday thank you to our fans. One in particular, though, um, Anna. She has started a private Facebook group that you, an exclusive, I prefer that word, Mm. an exclusive. A VIP Facebook group. Yes, VIP. But you guys are all invited. Um, I'm going to put a link on the blog. It'll also be on our Twitter account. You guys can just click and you're invited and it's a place for you guys to talk beauty. Um, Complain about us. Say say like any like verbal tics I have that you want to call me out on that I'm not aware of. Um. And just like, you know, shoot the breeze about beauty, ask any questions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So um, check it out. It'll be cool.
0: Oh, you're a loving person, giving back to the fans, and I'm going to go its free. On, it's free. I'm going to go a totally opposite <laughs> route with my razor wand. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, I'm raising a wand to hand sanitizer. No, a very specific hand sanitizer. This time of year, I get all like. I was on the subway on the way here and it was just like it's it's like zero dark 30 down there. I don't know. So I've been spritzing Dr. Bronner's lavender organic hand sanitizer. Have you ever tried this one?
1: I haven't, but I'm so fascinated by Dr. Bronner.
0: So it doesn't have any of the antibacterial ingredients like triclosan which are bad for you because oh, they yeah. actually build up bacteria levels. Instead, it's using like a natural derived alcohol and it smells like lavender. It's a spritz. So if you're on the subway and you you know someone sneezes or whatever you can spritz your hands, but... I spritz them. Thank you. I have been known <laughs> on, like, a specially farty, sweaty subway to get out the spray and just, like, mist around myself a little because it's all natural. Yeah. There's no, yeah. like, synthetics in it. You're not going to make anybody allergic.
1: Also, Dr. Bronner's, it's just like... That's the kind of thing you, you want. He's a doctor. How about that? He's there's a, doctor. a very weird history behind Doctor Bronner's. I heard about it on Mark Maron. I'm gonna look into it, but Ooh. like there, there was. I don't want to get too okay. Maybe into he's it. not a doctor. Do not quote me on that. We should no. Look there's something very for, interesting, and I will talk about it in a future podcast. But I remember just being like, my jaw was like dropped the whole okay, time. Okay, but for now, you get a USDA organic I hand lo- sanitizer. I love it. I love it. Love it. We mentioned a
0: lot of products and people and places and brands and things in this episode, so. I just want to put it out there. If you want to find out where any of those things
1: are, go to fatmascara.com. And you can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter and at fatmascara for both of those things. And you can also contact us directly by emailing us at infofatmascara.com. At so profesh. So profesh. Thanks for listening, guys.
0: l-d-e-j-a-n-e-i-r-o and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation, Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults
1: Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300.
0: See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks...